Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello again guys, good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening or good night. My name is Thomas and welcome to another episode of the Brocast. And that man completely blowing up his mic there is Alan. Uh, hey on, Al. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Brocast. I hope everyone is well during this fun time of October. Tom, how are you? Bro, I'm good, and once again, guys, we're back for another companion, and we're so close, guys, because this is actually wrestling companion number 49. We're so close to the big 50, guys, and this is actually episode number 73 of the uh, the Brocast podcast, and guys, thank you for downloading this episode. If you haven't listened to us before, thank you for actually putting us in your, not putting us in your ear, but putting it, um, you know, Alan, help me. Um, what, what is it? <laughs> You want me to take it? Thanks, everyone, for taking your time to download this show through your... And you're listening to us through your car stereos, your headphones, your Google Chrome, you name it. You can even be listening to us through your te- television. I hope everyone is well. And uh, we've got an interesting show tonight, don't we, brother? Yeah, it's actually a show that we have touched on. And we even talked about even one year saying, bro, we've got to do it. We've got to do it. And uh, I decided to say, you know what? It's there. And yep. it's it's not an anniversary because, again, this event happened in 2002. Uh, it is 18 years old. But I thought, you know what? Let's just do it. Uh, it's a timely event. It's one that WWE wants you to forget about. And it's one that I watched earlier today, as I told Alan before we started, to kind of get some notes and take some uh some notes and jot down some things that I noticed on the show that there is no way that that would be happening in a 2020 wrestling show. Uh, in regards to our show, you can download all episodes on Apple iTunes, Podbean, Highcast, Castbox, and a range of different podcast providers. You can check us out on the social streams of Instagram uh, at the Broadcast Podcast, all one word, the Broadcast Podcast. But the main way is on Twitter, guys, at the Brocast, T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T. Always open for a DM if you want to have a chat about wrestling or comment. I shouldn't be twirling my hair when I'm saying that. So, what else? Just do what you got to do. Hurry up. 
just yeah, broadcast. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, yeah, that, I just I just yes. said the name. Okay, so yeah. if you have your WWE network up, because you definitely should, because we've already announced what we're doing, guys. If you've seen our Twitter page, you know that we're actually doing uh, WWE Raw one of oh, four nine one. This took place on the twenty first of October two thousand and two, and it was the night after No Mercy of that year, where Triple H defeated Kane to not only retain the World Heavyweight Championship but also unify that with the IC Championship. And uh, this event is known for quite an interesting segment that happens at about the halfway point of the show. And uh, I think we're ready to hit the countdown. Are you ready, Al? We are, but do we want to give a shout-out to some of our other fellow podcasting brothers or sisters? I think we should. So, guys, here's a great promo for a podcast that we think you guys should definitely check out. Do you like professional wrestling, movies, sports, pop culture? Do you want to hear three wacky guys talk about any and all combinations of any of these things? Well, View From The Top Rope is the podcast for you. Releasing weekly on Thursdays, Diesel, JR, and myself, Chad, answer any and all questions from our amazing high flyers. Listen to View From The Top Rope only on the Visionaries Wrestling Network across iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and multiple others. You from the top rope, your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. All right, guys, we are back, and I think it's time for Alan to um, yeah, give us uh, the countdown, I, hey, or what? Well, let's have a bit of disclosure first. Okay, guys, if you're listening and watching with us here tonight, this show is rated R18, okay? Yeah. So just understand this show is interesting, what we're going to see. Uh, this takes me back to Tom and I actually, you and I actually watched this when it first aired, didn't we? Mm-hmm. That's right. All, all those years ago. So guys, get ready. You might want to wash your hands after this one. Okay, guys, we are at the Raw October 21st, 2002, which will be on your, either on your WWE network, on your iPads or your computers or however you're listening to us like this. Get ready to hit play in five, four, three. Two, one, play. Here we go. Here we go, guys. Yes, and as ah. I said, I did watch this earlier. And again, you know, the 2001 and 2002 year are some of my favorites. Um, I can, Eric, as I said, I can recite some of the events that happened and a lot of the main event matches. And if you were watching the Raw product, probably the difference I would say between Raw and SmackDown is Bischoff was really just unifying everything. Like, there was, like, no more hardcore title, no more European title, no more IC title. If you want to be the man on the brand, there's just one belt you want, and that's the World Championship. So we're getting a and bit I, of history here, aren't we? I like that way of thinking how Bischoff and how they were doing it at, on Raw at this time is pretty much, if you want to be the man, there mm. should be only one belt. But what he and, says in this promo is one great show, one great champion was the tagline he was using. There yeah. we go. Oh, dang. And this is all at No Mercy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great show. That that one I would love to do as a full watch along, and it probably would have to be a two-parter because it just clocks over three hours. That's the one that had uh, Lesnar and Taker in the Hell in the Cell. Yes. Uh, that was a great matchup. And kicking it off with the game. Yeah, no um, raw uh, theme video or anything like that. Again, <clears throat> straight to the point tonight. Triple H coming out and Ric Flair looking styling and profiling. 
Yeah, because at No Mercy, Ric Flair also was in action. He actually was defeated by RVD. Well, that clash of styles, eh? Rob Van Dam and Ric Flair facing off. And uh, Ric Flair's got something in his hand. Yes. <laughs> and what's your time clock for those who are syncing up, Al? Uh, guys, I'm at the two-minute mark. Yep. Oh, Shawn Michaels live in a wheelchair. Yeah, because again, for that year SummerSlam, eh, they had that classic street fight or the um, unsanctioned matchup where he actually defeated Triple H and then he attacked him with the sledgehammer post-match. So we've actually covered uh, two events, actually, from this year, guys. We actually covered the Raw Roulette, which took place two weeks earlier from the show that we're actually watching, which featured the Fatal 4-Way TLC main event. Uh, which was originally Kane and the Hurricane taking on the team of Bubba and Spike, Christian and Jericho, and Van Dam and Hardy. But it ended up being Kane going in all by himself and retaining the belts. And that show ended with Triple H declaring that Kane had actually what had happened to Katie Vick. First time the name was ever mentioned. And uh, it would go on to him actually accusing her, accusing him of killing her. Uh, Kane then explained his actions. We then had yes. no mercy, and now here we are. Like the feud's not over. You know, yes, no. he unified the belts. He come out still champion, but he's still not finished with Kane. Oh, a big screw you to everybody in the back there from Triple H and all the non-believers that he yes. is the he is the man. And that's the thing, you know, Triple H is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I have said it on this show, like both Triple H and Kane, you know, the two of my favorites from, you know, the era that we got into as one of my favorite heels, Triple H. Because I remember like, you know, 98 when we got into it, he was the leader of DX. You know, he was just starting to leave the group to form, you know, corporate ministry with Taker and China come along with him. And, you know, 99 was his biggest year, you know, becoming the world champion for the first time, defeating... Was it the big show? I think no, it was Mankind actually. Um, after Mankind. SummerSlam, yeah, breaking JR's arm and getting a title shot and becoming the mm-hmm. world champion, which was a bit of a, a, a chapter in JR's book as well too, that I got from you. Thank you very mm. much again. When you're done with that, I'd love to borrow that and have a good yes. read of it. Um, this Triple H right here, I hated as well too. I was, I was about so to say much. that. I was about to say this is the Hunter that I love which means this is the one that you hated. Yeah. And as we spoke on some of our previous shows back in the day when we spoke about The Miz, he's doing the job right. Uh, I, yeah, mean, I love it. I hate how pompous and just how big his head is, and I'm like, I fucking hate it. I just cannot stand it. And he's doing the job right because he's playing a really well-done heel. But even just then, it's like, you know, you guys, you just have to say, not only am I a great world champion, but I think you probably have to realize I'm actually the greatest world champion ever. Like just, and the crowd, like, we're going to hate you, man. No, nah, no. Nah. Yep. And then he just says then, you know, even probably beating Kane last night was maybe the latest nail in the coffin for Katie Vick. And it's like, oh, cringing, yeah. cringing. Cringe. This is pretty much the cringe show tonight, guys. And then he says there, Kane's not here tonight, but maybe he's even killed someone in an accident. And it's like, what? What are we watching? Is this ECW? Is <laughs> no one's laughing? No, I mean, there's no. probably a couple of. Yeah. Well, he's saying that Kane might show his face tonight because we've got a big tag team matchup because maybe Kane's friend Rob Van Dam can help him. 
because tonight's yep. main event is the team of Flair and Hunter against RVD and Kane. And there's the VHS tape. Yes. The TDK, the TDK tapes that we used to use to actually long yes. play our shows so we get more time, but you get a really right. scratchy video. But VHS tapes, it. yeah. And again, we're having a another show opening up with maybe another 20-minute promo because, because Triple H back then, and probably still does now, loves the sound of his voice. This is just – I just love this era because, you know, the thing, it was still a year away from Goldberg. Like, Goldberg yeah. still wasn't here. And I remember so much of the Goldberg and Triple H feud in, like, summertime of uh, 2003, you know, the Elimination Chamber – he wanted to actually, uh, what is it, lose the belt to Goldberg at Unforgiven. But to think like this trip, oh, wait a minute. We've got the Hurricane making his way down to the ring. Oh. Oh, here we go. Stand back. See, I like the I like the short kid Hurricane. I don't because I've been watching a lot of the two thousand and one year, and it's when he was first doing the Hurricane helms when he was wearing green, like the dark green with the long ponytail. Watch the big clothesline by Triple H as he comes around here near the ring pole, because he's trying to steal the tape. Oh, so good. So, guys, the videotape. Uh, the videotape yes. uh, is what Triple H was saying is that. What he has here is an uncensored, unrestricted videotape of Kane doing some acts that will make people never look at Kane the same way again. And I'm going to be airing it tonight so everyone can see what type of person he is. And uh, yeah, (laughs) I just can't believe we're doing this show. We've talked about it. We've referenced it so many times. It just seems to fall though on a a weekend that we could put it up in October 21. It seems to work well. And uh, yeah. Yeah, this is a cringe horror show for everyone listening. And I would just say, like, what is it? You know, even King, like, the lines he's saying tonight is, I want to put on the video. Let's see the video. And JR says to him, you can't be putting, you know, that's crude. And he says, no, well, you know, this is after hours. It's on cable TV. Let's have some fun. But King's really dirty tonight. King having sex on video. Is that what King just said? Yes. Because I've got the closed caption on this, yep. guys. I wish I don't. But Tom did tell me, oh, a bit of Brother Nero action. Yeah, we'll paint it up, eh? Look at him. God damn. Well, well, well. Now, this is a pretty good clash of styles in this opening matchup because you've got, you know, the charismatic Digma, Jeff Hardy, and I think he's taken on Christopher Nowinski. So there's oh, a nice. clash of two different styles. So the Harvard graduate who went on to do some great things in you know concussion and concussion support uh, for professional and, wrestlers, um, and then Jeff and Hardy, the you Smack, know, and the SmackDown yeah method. Jeff <laughs> Hardy, are you calling that to Christopher Nowitzki, or are you calling that to no. Jeff Hardy? No, and I think this is the first time we're actually going to have Christopher Nowitzki wrestling. Correct. On oh, here we go, and you just hear that music. People just go, oh, here we go, college boy. Yeah, he needs his college jacket on. Come on, put the college jacket on with the button. Yeah, but look at the smile on his face. Yeah. You're like, ugh. Now, I'm trying to think from memory. I think he was on season one of Tough Enough. So the one that was eventually won by Maven and Nidia, he was was on that season, was unsuccessful, but I still think was offered a contract. 
uh, in OVW. And I know at this time there was a partnership with Al Snow that they were doing on Monday Night Raw on the red brand. So, Yeah, he was. And I remember in that particular Toughen Up episode, he would, was bullying Josh Matthews. Yes. Oh, that's right. He was on that show. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. Now, look at Nowinski just wrestling. He's going to put the clinic on onto the uh, Enigma, Brother Nero, Jeff Hardy here. Oh. I'm just getting some notes up, guys, because a couple of things I wanted to talk about with Nowinski. We have touched on him, I think, maybe when we did the Survivor Series show last year, that's where it. he what, partnered up with Matt Hardy, wasn't it? Or came out with Matt Hardy to run down the New York audience in Madison Square Garden and then was, was just bashed up by Scott Steiner. Mm-hmm. Big Papa Pona. <laughs> that, you are right, guys. Alan's referencing a sign that it was right there on the hard cam of the entrance of that event as Steiner stops and, and muscle flexes on the stage as a Big Papa Bona sign right where he was flexing. Big Papa oh. Bona. Here we what go, you, Jeff Hardy. What do you reckon, Dahl? Is that it? Yeah, that's me. That's Big Papa Palm. Walk away. I will. Yeah, we're done. Jeff Hardy jumping <laughs> over the referee. That was awesome. And their sponsor for tonight was the original Xbox. Yeah, you're correct. No 360. No Elite. The original black, black Xbox. Yes, which is one of my favorite consoles because, like, I don't think I ever had any damage with it. Like, you get used to get the red ring on the 360 or the red light. Like, my Xbox, I had so much music on that. Like, my, every single CD and album I ever owned, I had on that device. And the cool thing is, that was the one when you played WWE Raw, you could actually give your wrestlers songs from your actual album. So if That's I had, right. like, let's think, like, Peter Andre, Mysterious Girl, if I wanted to give that... To one of my wrestlers, I could L. Hmm. Wanker. So, oh, Peter. Un- okay, Unchained Melody then? Unchained Melody. Do I need, all right, do I need to turn the mic off again and just let you talk for this show and I'll you be quiet? Are, you are not doing that. No. Okay. Don't, don't do it. Don't, and he's done it, guys. Yeah, okay. Well, I've stuffed that up, haven't I? You would think after 73 episodes that I would realize not to piss this guy off and now he's muted his microphone. So now I'm going to have to try and work this out. Uh, fuck. Uh, Alan? <laughs> Al! What do you oh, want? Hi. Are you back? Hey, how are you going? I'm watching wrestling. Be quiet. I've got to say, you think for a Raw that goes for an hour and a half, there's seven matches tonight. How crazy is that? Wow. Yeah. That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. It's very um, good. Only one goes over the 10-minute mark, but there's still seven matches on the card, which is good. Like, you have an intergender matchup, a couple of tag team matches, and a few singles. Um, nice. But seven matches in an hour and a half. Not bad. Who's our referee here? Is he to be honest, I don't know this guy's name. Let's see if I can find it, though. One, two. Ooh. I'm pretty good at the ref's name, but I do not know who this one is. That's why I asked you. Another thing, too, like you think, like we covered, guys, earlier this month, we did the uh, the SmackDown from October 4 on Fox, and you think, what, that had four matches? And that went for, what, even longer than this show that we're doing now? That had four matches. This has seven on the card. Right. But that, yeah, right. that had lots of promos, though, I think. Well, those guys out up the front are just making a look. They can see themselves on the hard cam. On yeah, the time. I'm sorry. 
on the that's phone. That's me. That's me there. Yeah, but well, I do. I do the same. If I was... usually usually it features them with a mobile phone, like talking to someone who's probably watching it from home. I'll stand up now. You see me waving? I'm that guy. That's me oh. there. You see the maneuver that Nowinski did there? It was like a double like arm double. Cru- yeah, like a crucifix suplex. Yeah, that's very cool. And I think the last time we saw Christopher Nowinski was in the um, Beyond the Mat, part two of Chris Benoit. That's right, yeah. He actually, I was watching a documentary recently, Rob Van Dam's documentary. Have you heard about that one that he did last year? Yes. Yeah, he suffered a concussion at a uh, PCW Ultra show when he took on Pentagon Junior. Like I think yes. it was like mid-2019. And he actually, in the doco, it follows him for an entire week. And I think it shows him that he actually suffered the concussion, but had blurry sight like every day. And it was getting worse and worse and worse. And he actually, I haven't finished it, but in the docker, he talks about Christopher Nowinski and going to him and saying, hey, what do I do? And he said, the first thing you need to do is stop doing anything. You know, don't wrestle, don't travel, you know, because again, Van Damme's a comedian. Like he's actually traveling and doing comedic stuff. He said, I think it's best just to stop. You need to get away from everything. You need to rest up, rest the brain. Uh, you're better off not doing things that stimulate the brain because you're going to suffer more damage over the time. See that sign there, Willow the Wisp, Jeff Hardy sign in the front row? That's the yes. gimmick he would do independently that he also did in TNA for a little bit. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, which is all the, pre, uh, the pre-broken the Hardys. We've got Al Snow on our screen here. Hey, you, gotta, you can't do that. Oh, ho, ho, ho. And he Watch just moved him, and he moved him. Al Snow yeah. pulls Christopher Nowinski off Jeff Hardy. Jeff hits the swanton, lands on the steel chair, and Nowinski steals the win. Here we go. One. Here we go. Yep. And, that fan, and that fan's giving them a zero on the front row there. <laughs> We've got the score system right there. Al Snow's got to be... Come on, mate. He's not smiling. I could see you rocking an Al Snow moustache. I like to. Yeah, I could see you I'd rocking like that. Wouldn't be allowed in my house though. <laughs> <laughs> no, this 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 is how you get through it, right? So tomorrow you just shave the sides of the beard and then wear a mask. Just wear your mask and say, "Yeah, I've got to wear a mask, though." You know, just to you know, just to be better. That way, she doesn't see no, the mustache. Pa- then you know my partner. She's too smart. <laughs> She's the smartest woman I know. Why are you wearing a mask inside the house? Oh, I just, you know, just COVID, you know, it's got to make sure. You can call so. me out on my bullshit about it. You've been talking to Tom, have you? Yeah. Come back here. Yep, take the mask off. Okay. You've got a mustache, have you? Yeah, shave it off. I will. I'll just go back now. They want to see the tape. And here we got Easy E. And what he's watching is footage of the big show um, assaulting him the last night at No Mercy. Uh, because Big Show was saying, well, Bischoff, you're not putting me anywhere. I'm not doing anything. Why am I being on the brand? Um, and, you know, what am I doing? Why aren't you using me? Yeah, exactly. And now we have Stacy making her way in, uh, and she's saying that I want to referee some matches tonight. What matches can I referee? Oh. And Bischoff says to her, well, you know what, I've got some other things going on tonight. You can referee tonight, but you can't referee the main event. So go have a think about what match you would like to actually referee. Now we have Big Show looking massive coming in, and this is where 
Fish Bischoff's actually apologising for last night and all the things that have been going on between them. And it's, I think you and I have discussed off the mic the actual real life tension that these two actually had um, in WCW. Well, Eric did say about the big show, he's never going to do anything. He's never going to go anywhere. Mm. As soon as he left for WWE, he's not going to do anything. And they're not going to treat him right. Mm. And he's saying that, you know, look, let's say, look, bygones be bygones. I'm moving on. So tonight you've got a matchup against Rico mm-hmm. and Rosie mm-hmm. and Jamal. You're now going to be in a three-on-one handicap match tonight Does here on Raw. Say three minutes. Mm-hmm. See that now, guys, if you're watching that show, the way Bischoff grimaced as he leaned back and Big Show grabbed him, that's what Alan does to me. So that's an example of what Alan does to me when we're together. Leans down yeah, and I go, tall. yeah, and I, and I lean back. <laughs> Sorry, Al. Yeah. But it's, you're taller than me, though. Yeah, I just sit on a chair. Yeah, I go on the chair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And you've got Tommy Dreamer accusing Al Snow of, you know, what are you doing with Nowinski, man? You know, you're letting him do the wrong thing. You know, you're meant to be. We go way back. What's the plan here? Tommy, Tommy. Now, this is interesting because Nowinski says to him, I didn't need you to get into WWE. I don't need you now, so let me be, and walks off. So Al Snow is in like a, you know, a rock and a hard place. But also Dreamer just says to Al Snow, well, tonight you and I are having a Singapore cane match. So we got Al Snow Dreamer in a Singapore cane match tonight. That's the anti-Americanes. Yeah, so this is the the final two members of the Un-Americans tag team, which originally included both Test and Christian. Um, Over the last few months, though, they were on a lot of losing streaks. So I think it was Test were going to lose to Taker at uh, SummerSlam. And I think the tag team champions were actually Storm and Christian. They went on to lose the belts. And what we're seeing tonight is this is a number one contenders matchup. The winners of this match will actually go on to face the uh, world tag team champions for a potential title match down the road. Excellent. And who were they? Ju- Can I be serious for a minute? No. Well, well the match... <laughs> The matchup is uh, Bubba Ray and Spike take on Storm and Regal. Good clash of styles. Oh, very nice. Oh, they're done. And it's a pretty quick match because it only goes for three minutes, 27. So it's a pretty quick uh, number one contenders tag match. Well, they'll let Nell Snow talk, so he's going to speak for another probably majority of the match. What do you think of uh, Landstorm in, in the under trunks? Landstorm pants or Landstorm trunks? I always liked him in pants. Yeah. But William Regal's on the mic, so I'm happy. He's so good, Regal. He's a really good... He's that pompous heel that does it so well. Like When he's a face, you're like, you're like Flair. Like Flair's good, but not as a face. Flair's good as a bad guy. Regal, the same thing. You've got to be bad. That, he's, 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 more of his facials, his reactions to it. Turns up his nose, grimacing of the eyes, upper lip goes up. He just sells I'll... it so well. Yeah, I should. I think you should look in the mirror. Says Jr. Saying how pompous uh, hmm. the Americans are. Well, that's the thing that's interesting about the Un-Americans team. The Un-Americans team is that they weren't like you know, Team Canada was a team that was pro Canada where the Un-Americans weren't pro-anything, they were more anti-American. 
So they yeah, weren't trying to say Canada's better than America. It was more that here's three Canadian guys, as in Tess, Christian, and Storm, and Regal, you know, coming in from the British side, they're more declaring that as international athletes, we feel the country of America is wrong. But they weren't trying to preach Canadian rights. It was more general, hey, we want to do our own thing. Kind of like, what would you say, the revolution team in WCW? Remember that one with Douglas and Maleko and Saturn and Benoit? They, went to form their, they wanted to form their own country or something. Yeah. Um, and have their own flag. So, is that how the world is today? A little bit. Um, one thing that if, if we if you guys go back and you know listen to the subtitles of that the actual presentation by Storm and Regal, there's some things that Regal was saying that I would say are right. More around if everyone just stops and actually just listens to each other, you'll understand. So he yes, he's cutting a heel promo, but the messages that he was saying, I'm like, wait a minute. You know, in today's current world, you know, what he's saying is people kind of got to stop thinking with their own ego and think more of a general population. We actually all need to support each other going through what we're going through. So I think, okay, as a heel, yes, he's getting heat, but the message does make sense. But is anybody listening? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think anybody is, sadly. Oh, clothesline. Good. Uh, what is it? A clash here of ECW talent. Spike Dudley and Lance Storm. And now Bubba. Yeah. You know, I was a big fan of Lance Storm stuff when he was, you know, in uh, WCW, what, three what three division champion all at the same time? Only one he didn't have was the world title. Yeah, he wouldn't do that. Because, uh, what was it, when he won the United States title, Kevin Nash came out, yep. Powerball. Mm -hmm. So you gain a wrestler... And then you bury him. Yeah. Well, it just made it made you really feel like Ben Ma used to say around the belt just being a piece of tin. You know, sometimes in WCW towards the end, that's what they were. They were just props. Even Vince Russo used to say that that it was a the belt was a prop. It's it's, it's a, prop. a thing that you use to. It's like in a film. You know, you use that's your main item that everyone wants to go for. That belt's an actual prop that we use. Great cheap shot there by Regal, and then spinning kick by Storm to the back of the neck of Bubba Ray. Yeah, something happened to Bubba Ray, didn't it? Didn't he have a something happen to him during? Yeah, so two weeks earlier in no, two weeks earlier at Raw Roulette, he got the uh, the ladder bulldog from Chris Jericho and just face planted in the center of the ring. It was bad. Oh, oh he's here. Kane's arrived with a bag. Yep. Kane has a bag. What makes me laugh is that he actually would have been driving on the highway all masked up. You hear him. Perfectly normal in 2002. What would you do? Traffic light, look at the side. What the hell was it? Yeah. I, I'm going to look. Hell no. <laughs> Hi, Kane. Look, let's keep no, moving I'm straight. Not, no, I'm just doing the stairhead. I'll make sure I lock the, lock the windows, lock the doors. Bit of WhatsApp action. No. Hey, denied. Al, hey, Al, is that Kane over there? Yes, it is. Keep looking straight. <laughs> what type of car is he driving? <laughs> A hatchback. Shh. It's red and black. But even these two, both Spike and Regal had a few wars over the European Championship. And Molly Holly. Yeah, that's right. Oh, here we go. They're a good team. It I really enjoyed Regal and Storm. Like they, I think they end up having a tag team title reign as well. Um, but it was pretty short. But I, they did work really well. Ooh. Oh, acid drop. Oh, acid drop. Boom. <laughs> One, oh, two, and they three. Got it. 
So Spike and Bart oh, were number one contenders. During that match right there, I just noticed everything was so exciting. Um, the crowd was chanting for tables. Now, if they understand that they used a table at that time, they get disqualified. The anti-Americans <laughs> get the title shots. Yep. People need to think. Oh, no. Super kick by Storm to Bubba. And if you notice, Regal on the outside was grabbing some brass knucks. Oh, he's got something. Now, count the shots here, L. Here we go. Oh, one, oh. two, three. Three liver and gut punches with brass knucks on. You know what? Regal doesn't need the, the knucks. He could do that for real. Yeah. And it'll cause some damage. So do you know who were the tag champs at this time period for Bubba and Spike uh, to get a title shot? Christian and Chris, Chris Jericho. Yeah, that's right. So because, they actually, uh, this they goes won back them. at this time. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Of the ass cream controversy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they won the belts the week after the show that we covered. So that Raw Roulette where Kane retained the belts the week after they lost the titles. So, Yeah, Jericho was very different here. And you'll see a promo shortly with Trish and Christian. And he was very, <laughs> I'll just say, just douchey. Very douchey in his bright purple-pink jacket and, and like almost like uh, fluoro-style pants. And, yeah, it was funny. Nashville, Tennessee, here tonight. At the Gaylord Arena. Oh, hello. Oh, look at the black eye on Jericho. And that's something too, like, I didn't even remember this, because I think when we covered the Survivor Series show, I think I think I said to you, oh, yes, it's Victoria's first match on pay-per-view. It was actually incorrect. She actually wrestled Trish at No Mercy and actually lost to Trish. So their match at Survivor Series was actually their rematch, and that was under hardcore rules. Yeah, I had no uh, memory cool. of that. Yeah, Alan. Same. So what the, the the photographer is asking Trish is, so why did Victoria attack you after the match for? And you know, you know that's pretty brutal. And she's trying to say, well, you know, I didn't sleep my way into WWE, and she thinks I did, but I didn't. But you know what? You know, I'm going to keep present while I'm the best. And now we have uh, Christian and Jericho. Yeah. Look at these cockwanks. Yeah. Oh, I, actually, I actually oh. have the same beanie as uh, Christian. <laughs> Do you want me to read uh, that line that he just said then? He no, says, yeah, if, if anyone, any woman that would bark like a dog in the ring for Vince McMahon would definitely sleep her way to the top in WWE. Oh, yeah. Christian Bain, I mean, uh, he's such a wigger. Yeah. Oh, Chris Jericho's got the red in the hair too, doesn't he? The little yeah, ponytail the, bit. at the end. Yeah, at the end. Yeah. Why don't you do that? Do you want me to do it? No. <laughs> oh no! Actually, no. You could do it. Your your, your family's going to suffer, not me. Yeah, look at this here. He goes, it's obvious, Trish. I know the way you've been looking at me. You can't help it. I see you looking at me backstage, and I think I know exactly what you want, an injection of vitamin C. <laughs> what does that mean? What, what does the C mean? Canadian? No, Jericho, Chris, vitamin Chris. Ew. And the Christian goes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. You want some vitamin cock 
Vitamin B broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> Is it good for you? No. No, it's not. Could you leave? Yes. I will. I'll get my shoes. Now, this yes. is pretty quick. This is just uh, Bischoff announcing the very first Elimination Chamber matchup uh, that we end up did. We did cover this. This was actually featured in that promo. But again, this is what Bischoff was trying to do, like each and every week on Raw, make it the watch see show. You know, again, now going up against Stephanie McMahon's SmackDown, who had the likes of what Brock Lesnar, The Undertaker, eventually the big show would go across. You had what Benoit, Angle, Mysterio, Edge, Los Guerreros. So lots of good talents. Every week he was trying to do something a little bit different. And the main reason why he's trying to actually beat SmackDown, he's trying to top the hell in the cell. Because No Mercy last night featured, you know, Lesnar and Taker and that main event of the show. He's like, well, I want Raw to main event Survivor Series. So we need something that's a little bit different. And what's your take on the Elimination Chamber, L? The first one. I well, really enjoyed. Overall, overall, the match, the match itself. It looks like it hurts. Yeah. I like the concept of it. Um, but um, it, look, it looks like it, it would hurt getting in and coming out. You've mm. seen quite a lot of injuries. But um, I think pretty much the only one I've enjoyed is probably the first one. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot. Like, before they end up getting their own event, it used to be a part of the, uh, what, New Year's Resolution show. There's been the ECW version that took place in December for, what was it, ECW December to Dismember. I think there's been That's a tag team. Show. Yeah, there's been a tag team version of it as well that happened a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. It seems very WCW, though, like very much like the Triple Cage slash War Games with a little bit of WWE flair to it. Oh, good gravy. Yeah, I'm not commenting. I'd like to. <laughs> My name is Alan. My name is L. The human body has over 650 muscles. Who's the one, Yeah. Once known as Deacon Batista on SmackDown, as the well, to Reverend Devon, we've got Batista. The generic, the, was it the genetic revolution has begun, coming to Monday Night Raw. Oh yeah. And I think I'm trying to think his actual debut. I think it was around November because by Survivor Series, I still think they've showed the same package again on that show. And I think Flair, yeah, he quickly was a put with Flair, but they kind of kept Batista and Triple H separate from each other. So yes. they had Flair managing both, but they kind of kept them separate. So Stacey is our referee for our next matchup, and poor D'Lo Brown's already in the ring. D'Lo didn't get a song, <laughs> but Stacey got, she got legs by Kid Rock. So the referee got an entrance and a theme, and the wrestler didn't. Yes. Oh, it's a test. This is a test. Yes, and we've got new gear for Testel. Yeah, he's dropped the, the leather pants. Yep. So again, fresh yeah, off the the, uh, the Un-Americans team doing his own singles run now. He's another guy I did not like either too. You didn't like Tess? I didn't like his character. Oh, okay. I didn't like him. I didn't like him as a... He, he, again, he's a heel. I don't like him. Mm. I, he... He was another guy who thought, yeah, I'm better than everybody. I'm a big dude, blah, blah, blah. But the, that again, he's doing what he's doing well. He's the heel. Oh, 
Stacey just slaps, daylight, just slaps daylight brown and then cheap shots by test. Okay. That's not right. Cool. <laughs> okay. And that's the thing, like, my favourite test was the 2001 version because that's when he kind of really broke it on his own. Like, when he was the European champion, dropped the belt to Eddie Guerrero, joined the Alliance, did some big things with the Alliance, former tag champ, I think both WCW and WWF with Booker T, went on to win the Immunity Battle Royal um, at Survivor Series to keep his contract. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, stayed here for quite a long time of his career. But what this this match here is known for, this is the actual start of the partnership between Stacy and Tess. This is oh, the actual match where it started. The testicles. Yes. The testicle now, era has soon well, become. Because what was happening is the, what they were going with the character with Stacy <clears throat> was to be almost like a consultant for Tess. An image consultant is what they were calling yes. her. And the well, testicle thing did come but it got over, which made him a face. The blue blue shirt guy with the hat has not sat down. He's got his camera out. <laughs> he's standing up, isn't he? Look at him. I don't but think he's recording D'Lo Brown. <clears throat> oh, my God. This guy's got some frat material for later. Look at him. Look at him. Click, got it now. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. With a leg drop there by D'Lo and a really slow two count by Stacey. Great camera angle, though. Alan. <sighs> and D'Lo Brown, he's been featured on a couple of our shows, hasn't he? He's been on a few. Yeah. So he's been around for a very long time. Nope. Why are they focusing Stacey, on the Because her, her shoelace is undone. There's oh, a, sky, <clears throat> a sky high there by D'Lo and she has to get shoelace out. Shoelace the well. Oh, good gravy. Look at Dilo. Oh, he caught her a bit. Oh, oh big boot. Awesome. Sells it so well, too. Space off. And a fast count. Uh, it, was a of, it was a bit of a fast count, that was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And I think in True Life, they actually really were dating at this time. Were they? Yeah, they started dating. I think from memory, it was 2001 to about 2004 or five. they dated. She's skipping after him. Yeah. I don't think he's too keen on it. It was like, yeah, okay, man. <laughs> yeah, fine. You know, I, you know I prefer guys, right? Alan. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so what I was saying before, like, they first, yeah, she became the image consultant, then the testicle thing came, and that became over, and then they became a proper face team, and that ended up bringing in Scott Steiner. Did it? Did it, it really did. go over? Yes, it did. Yeah. You read what Maybe I've been you. reading. Now, you read what I've been reading, it definitely got over. That's why they turned them face, though. Yeah. It was meant to be a heel thing, and it turned them face, and then he started feuding with um, oh. Scott Steiner. Got Dustin Rhodes in the back there, eh? Gold dust. Still going today. Yeah, it's crazy. Whoa. And what's this? What? So eighteen years ago, and he's still going. He's still going. Yeah. Booker T. Book, book. It's the Booker man. What did you think of the Gold Dust Booker T team? I liked it. I yeah. liked it. Um, 
it looks like it reminds me of us. Mm. It's a um. Who's who? <laughs> we'll let our fans figure that out. I'll let our listeners figure that out for themselves. No, they're Find a pretty good team. team. Like, but then you think about it too, like, you know, Raw's tag team division against SmackDown tag team division. You know, Benoit Angle, Mysterio Edge, Los Guerreros. You know, Raw didn't have a lot of, you know, massive tag teams. You know, Booker T, Goldust, Regal and Storm, Dudleys. So, you know, this, this was a pretty good tag team era where tag teams were used. Because, again, you know, uh, they're not really used today. That's true. But again, Booker T, Booker T can team up with anybody and you can make it work. Because all the times he's worked with his brother Stevie in WCW. Well, he's had a lot of partners, like Stevie Ray. He's been partners with RVD, Goldust, Test when he was there. So he had at least like probably like four or five tag team partners over his tenure. we got Nick Patrick as the referee here. Yeah, classic WCW action. So this is a seven-minute matchup. It's our second longest match on the card prior to the main event. So this is our intergender tag team matchup. So it's the team of Trish, Goldust, and Booker T taking on Victoria, Christian, and Chris Jericho. Yeah, I think people would know that if they're watching the show with this as well. We've seen some promos by all people throughout the night. But thank you for letting us know, Thomas. And this was also known for the the night earlier in that tag match where the ring broke. broke. Remember when it was Goldust and Booker against Christian and Jericho? And Jericho went for the line salt, goes onto the middle rope, and the whole corner snapped. Yeah. Yes. It was that, it was that card. <laughs> oh, shit. Penny. Take it home. Take it home. So, guys, if you're syncing up, we are at 39.33, 39.35 right now. Yes, we are. And Booker T, been lots of our shows. We covered him more recently in our TNA when he was part of the uh, main event Mafia, where we covered TNA Turning Point 08 um, earlier this year, guys. He was the TNA Legends Champion. That is correct. Good show. Atari's Godzilla. Well, that's, well, that would have been on what device? An Xbox, probably, or GameCube or something? Atari. Oh, okay. Classic. Classic. Snickers. They've always had Snickers, haven't they? Like Snickers, Snickers Cruncher, Snickers Normal. They've always had Snickers in WWE. She's got Stevie Richards music. Yeah, I was going to say it's the generic heel without the uh, Ain't Nobody to Mess With song or the um, Lost My Mind that we featured on the show. Now, now read the words here. Listen to what Jerry the King Lawyer says. All right. If you can hear it, listen to what he's saying here. I'm obsessed with cleavage. Yeah. Yeah. And then JR goes, oh, cut. you see, cleavage is wonderful. What do you think, JR? Do you like a pair of cleavage? Yeah, I do too, King. I don't like this. But then, this. <laughs> but then JR just dropped, here comes a couple of, here, here comes a pair of cleavage right now. And he's referring to um, Christian and Jericho as a pair of tits. Yeah. A couple of boobs right there, a couple of morons. I just love Christian's entrance. Comes in, arms out, does a spin, points to the crowd, points at the belt. Love it. Yeah, but he even doesn't when he doesn't have a belt. <laughs> well, it means I'm going to be a champion. I'm going to be a champ. Nah. 
Well, that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with, Elf. Whoa. Lots of explosions and fireworks tonight. They, oh, just, Jericho, they, eh? just love their, they just love their fireworks here. Mm. The pyro, man. It's a big pyro era. Both brands were doing it. The demigod here. Mm. This is cool because like, they were known, those belts were the WWF tag team belts. And then when they did the two separate brands and they went from WWF to WWE, they rechristened those belts the World Tag Team Championship. And then when Steph made the tournament on SmackDown, the SmackDown belts became the WWE tag team belts that the night earlier were actually won by Benoit and Angle to become the very first champs. And they defeated, I think it was Mysterio and Edge uh, to win those belts for the first time. Good. Here we go. And who's still going today? Dustin and yeah. Jericho. Yeah, because I think Victoria did do some appearances within TNA over the last few years, but hasn't been as active. Booker T, today. yeah, but I'm saying that. Oh. That's, what I, that's what I was saying. I was saying Victoria has been oh. doing stuff. What are you doing? I was talking about 2020. Who's still wrestling today in 2020? Out of all those peeps. Uh, yeah, those two. But I'm thinking, I don't know. I, she could be. I haven't even looked at it. Why don't you look it up? I don't no. want to. No, you do it. But don't tell me what to do, El. No, you interrupt me. You do it then. I'm trying to tell you. You do it. No, no. You trying to tell me or our... Or, or our... Listeners. <laughs> nope. Oh. And Victoria, I've always liked Victoria. Like, they tried doing some different things. Like, in TNA, she had, a, what was her name? I think it was Tara was the name they were calling her. And they had her come out on a motorbike and a spider. So, yeah. Oh, spider. Yeah, she came out on a motorbike. And she actually carried around a spider as well and would put it onto oh. her opponents after a match. All right. From in there, I thought she said she came out on a spider and she would put a motorbike on people's faces. <laughs> Come on, let's go. And put the bike on you. Here you go. Yeah. This DNA, TNA. Yeah, it sounds trash. Yeah. It was, a, it was weird because, like, she was viewed against people like the beautiful people, you know, like uh, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love and, you know, because you know, they hate spiders. So she would take them down and then put a spider on top of them, let the spider crawl around. And then she would pick it back up and put it back on her hand and hold it up and the crowd would cheer. Yeah. Sounds like great entertainment right there. <laughs> if it worked for Jake the Snake with a snake, let's do it with a spider in TNA. Yeah, it sounds terrible. But if it's got the beautiful people and they're doing that uh, thing when they come out to the ring, yes, please. Yeah. Well, just get a bit, bit Booker T getting a bit physical with Victoria then. It's oh. double team. Very nice. Yeah, double team. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Well, it's intergender, Al. You're allowed to. Come. Come down. Don't get no. too excited. Can I have some fairy floss, please? Just there on the camera shot. Yep. How many bags would you like, mate? I'll take all of them on the stick. Yep. You would. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <Yep. laughs> I can't see. <laughs> Too bad, mate. <laughs> we don't, we don't have them as those events, do we? Those guys who carry around the sticks at sporting events. We just used to have the guys with the little the rope around the neck with the footy and the pies and the ice creams. We never had the guys with the full sticks walking around with food. First days, One day. Dom. 
Yeah. No. Like, you just want to have a guy walking around with a giant stick at a football game. That <laughs> sounds scary. I'm going to say the ball smacking it. Free food for all. Just food goes lying. Hey, can I get a pie? Yeah, mate. Whack. Boom. Just explodes oh. all over you. It's lukewarm, so you're not in too much trouble. Jericho asking, who's the man? Yeah. It was the whole time of him saying that he's not a sucker. This is what we touched on it last time we did this year. It was he... The Booker T Jericho feud was all about Booker T calling Jericho a sucker, and Jericho every single time you would see him would want to remind you that he wasn't a sucker. Uh, we had that uh, Raw Roulette match, and they had Booker T and Big Show in a cage, mm. and Jericho attacked Booker T and busted him up after the match. And he kept saying after the match, "I am not a sucker." And this was also, too, looking at this time period, remember they went on to do that thing where Goldust got um, shocked, electrocuted, and then kept stuttering. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> By evolution, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. And everyone laughed at him. Mm. Well, because it ended up leading to, because Mania the next year had Booker T Triple H for the World Heavyweight title. That was the one at WrestleMania 19, I think it was. That was the one that people today think they got the result wrong. You know, that's the one when Booker T should have gone over. Like that should have been his WrestleMania moment to beat Triple H clean and become champ. And he didn't. He got got cleanly pinned, I think, by Hunter. But they had that racial um well, if you led to believe it was a racial storyline type of thing. Yeah. It came across like it. <clears throat> very much like it. But um yeah. I mean, they could have done that. No, I think, oh my God. I love that. How good is that? What did he, he call could... that back in the day? The oh. Houston Hangover or something? No, the Houston Hangover was the rolling leg drop from the top yeah. rope. But I'll see if I can right. find out what that was called because that was awesome. Because he literally held him right at the back and just pulled him right over the top. That was very good. Very good. Will he make the tag? Come on. Here he comes. going to tag. And I just here noticed go. here, all four male athletes have been IC champion at one point in their career. That is correct. Oh. The only one not to win a world title in WWE <gasps> would be Goldust. Good Lord. <laughs> what the... What, what do you call that, a butt thump? Yeah, he's <laughs> taking down, Taking down Victoria? Wow. And that's right there, Victoria. Oh, my God, here we go. Oh, Ooh, very nice. Bulldog. Middle right bulldog. He's still doing this today, isn't he? Yeah. Wrestling this type of style. Well, there was a few years ago, like around the 2018, 2019, people thought he was going to retire. Like they thought, you know, he's going to do his song, his swan song with Cody at against, or at, um, what was it called? Um, Double or Nothing. And they thought that would have been the end and it wasn't to be. And he's still doing some great things there with the Nightmare family, um, with QT Marshall and also Brandy yeah. Rhodes there on AEW. Uh-oh. And look at Dick Patrick. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. <laughs> Don't you kick that bottom rope, that middle rope. Oh. This is... Look at him. All right, you want to go? All right, then. Look at him shaking. And the What's fans get so behind it, too. <gasps> hey, and he plants a lip lock. Plants a lip lock on her. Oh. Down goes Jericho. Oh, with the tag title. Oh, look out. Oh, Booker T with a super kick. 
Oh, it takes Christian's head off. And they've had a lot of good rivalries too, Christian and uh, Booker T over the years. I see championship. Jericho taking a bump like that. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my Jesus. 360 there by Trish. And watch this. Shades of Chris Jericho, WCW, I would say. Watch this. Look at that. Look at the talk of the walls of Jericho. And there's the tap out. That's some flexibility right there. Look at that. Ask her, mate. You, she's already tapped. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. I think this is a, probably another reason why this match here, I'm uh, sorry, not this actual show tonight, is rated R18. It's because there's quite a lot of violence against women on this match, mm, uh, mm. on this show. And some of the spicy stuff coming up. Give me my belt. It says it here, I'm not a sucker, but you'll drop it again. Just got to remind everybody. Jericho is a sucker. Because <laughs> he likes to have that, um, likes to give out that vitamin C. Oh, oh man. She sold that so well, like, too. Like a champ. Yeah. Look at that. If he did the old, like, if he really, that's so Y2J, you know, Lion Tamer, Lionheart Chris Jericho. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Come back from some vitamin C, Trish, and then Patsy's chest. It's <laughs> uh, like a douchebag thing you would do. Yeah, well, I would say that, would I? To your missus. Some vitamin T from me. <laughs> yeah, you don't want. Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, okay. Hey man, put the tape on, man. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. It's coming, guys. Look out. And he, laughs, and he just smiles as he walks away, too. This is going to be fun. <laughs> you feel the cringe coming. Yeah. Look at the old website the old there. Yeah. yeah. What are they using? Netscape.com, WWE.com. There's the No Mercy uh, result there. That was a bloody war, too. A very good matchup. That was actually the first of the two Hell in the Cell matches that Lesnar and Taker have had as well. The Hulk Hogan DVD they had down the bottom with the two disc set. This guy owned that back in the day. You have that one. Oh, I had it. I don't have it now. I had it. A lot of Hulk Hogan signs in the crowd, I've noticed there on the side. If Kane is a friend of mine, and we go way back from back in the day when he was a dentist. <laughs> he used to take people's teeth out. Oh, here we go. Yep. All right, guys. We've got John, was it Jonathan Coachman with Triple H. Okay. And he's asking, why are we doing this, though? Why, why is this not over? So, guys, if you're syncing up, we are at 52.25, 52.26. Uh, we are going to be pausing it in a second when the disclaimer comes up, just so uh, I can read it out to you, as Alan asked me to do prior to starting the show. Yes. And we've got three matches left overall as well, guys, going forward. This is not for, not for the squeamish. Roll the footage. Here we go. All right. I'm going to hit pause. So we're going to hit pause now. So we're hitting pause at 52.52. And it states, warning in red writing, the following scene contains material that may offend some, some viewers. Discretion is advised. All right, Al, give us the countdown to hit play. Uh, if we have to, guys, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Here we go, guys. 
cringe. Oh, and I will say, I actually joked about this a couple of months ago where I said the line of, hello, are you there? Hey. I did the voice exactly what Triple H says here, and I'm like, damn it, that's the voice he did. Oh. Is anyone here? Is anyone here? So the date there was September 10th, 1992. <laughs> Just for those playing at home. Oh. At 2 a.m. in the morning. Yep. With the big freaking machine t-shirt of Kane. Even <laughs> though he... Back in 92, who was Kane? Was Kane rolling around his eyes at Yankum at that time, maybe? Or who knows? Yeah, I would, I would say he's in between development of his character then, yep. Mm-hmm. He wasn't Big Daddy Cool Diesel yet. Do you like the drawn-on facial hair on Triple H? Hello, Katie. <laughs> oh. Looks good. You know why we look better? You look oh. more better dead than you did alive. What is going on? We have a man standing over a supposedly dead body in a casket. And And he's trying to say, if you you just gave me what I wanted, then this wouldn't have happened. We wouldn't have had the accident. We wouldn't have had this. Um, Yeah. Talking about if I touched your breasts. Oh, my God. Well, he's saying, if you just gave me what you wanted, you would still be alive. So this is your fault, okay? Hey, this is your fault. This is you're the reason that you're dead is because, oh, my God, Ugh. it's your fault. And should we say what she's wearing, y'all? <laughs> oh. is a cheerleader. Yeah. But this, whole, this changes the whole story of Kane from 1997. Mm. Where he was the Undertaker's brother, and he was um, left in the funeral home where he was burnt and raised by Paul Bearer. Now this is like a completely different story arc here, where Kane was like sort of the quiet jock in high school, and had a girlfriend. Oh god, he's touching her head. <laughs> this is bad. Cringe. Uh, and this also was name dropped, wasn't it, by Vince McMahon earlier this year when uh, Triple H was celebrating, was it his birthday or his anniversary or something in WWE, and Vince come out and even name dropped KDV. Even those panties would show. <sighs> yeah. Oh. You want me? This <laughs> is too long. It this is, is way it, too it long. Is, it is long, bro. It's about good four or five minutes, Al. It's longer than the matches on the card tonight. Disgusting. It's absolutely purely disgusting. Yeah, and there's the blurred image. See, it's blurred. Yeah. He's, he's fondling Katie Vick's dead body's breasts. And he says, sure, sure, don't be too loud. He oh. keeps looking around. Yeah. He keeps touching. Yeah. Do you want the other hand too? <laughs> oh. I remember watching this with you. We often there with Nathan going, what the? Just all of us sitting there. I would have been sixteen. And yeah, and it wasn't pixelated. That was <laughs> no, it wasn't. Nope. Oh look, he looks speaking, down to his speak, pants. No, he says, speaking of growing stiff. Yeah, no, Looks around. No one's here. Maybe I should. Late. Maybe I should do something I always wanted to do. Oh my god. And the top comes off. He does it again. And this just, is some, just, just a quick thing, the maker really quick there. Of NXT. 
as the top came off, you actually hear the women in the audience cheering in the, as they walked it on the big screen. He just rips her. Was there her underwear? No, it's the bra at the top. He's taken that off. And now he's working his way up the torso. Yep. Okay, it's a dead body with lacy underwear. What's going on? Oh, yep. here we go. This is sick. This is yeah. sick. Elf. <laughs> and Russo wasn't here. You can't blame Russo because he wasn't here. I blame Pritchard for this. Hey, he's here not going to smell him. Yep. He smells him. God damn it. And here's the line. Listen to the line that he says. I love the smell of Mahalda line in the, uh, in the, in the evening, in the morning. Good Lord. A take on, a take on the, I like the smell of napalm in the morning in Apocalypse Now. He keeps looking around. It's sick. Here comes the jeans. (laughs) Yeah. Probably was wearing underwear under that. Well, yep. Yeah, if you actually look, there's a jock strap just before the jeans come down. You see the white jock strap that he was wearing. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is. White yeah. one. Yeah. Here we go. Just getting comfortable. What's that? <sighs> oh, I'm going to. The thing is, though, it it looks too real. <laughs> yeah. It looks too real. Yeah, it does. <sighs> Here we go, and look. Now listen to the see the soundtrack. There's this kind of like nice soundtrack playing in the background. We're getting the blurry image. We're getting the wording of Triple H. Shots of flowers now. Uh, Who's your daddy, Kate? Shots of the candles in the room. <laughs> Alan's looking around, guys. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I hope that was good for you, as it was for me. Says Triple H. Hold his chest. I did? What? Oh. You're kidding me. I really did. I did. And his hand comes up towards her hair, grabs it aggressively, and next thing we know, Elle, what are we uh, seeing in, in about two seconds? I really, did, I really did screw your brains out, says Triple H, as he throws the brain that hits the camera. <laughs> Look at Goat. Oh. There's, just, there's just nothing to say. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, good afternoon. Good evening. Well, good night. See you later. Yeah, but, no, I don't. I don't want to play the rest of the show now. That was just gross. <laughs> so you think, right? What did I say? I think I said fifty-two, fifty-two was oh. the disclaimer. We're now at one hour. So that was eight minutes, L. <laughs> that whole segment was eight minutes. Eight minutes of necrophilia. Yep. That's it. And this is Come where on, King, up, this is where King just gets dirty and dirtier. He's he's cracking up laughing too. That's hilarious. It was funny. It was funny. Come on, JR. Just 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 shark. Nah. Yeah, it's going to leave a nasty taste in your mouth. It's just bad. Well, we can say now that we've we've covered the episode. We talked about it for years. We've covered the segment, and uh, we've still got about 30 minutes left on the show. Um, let's endure a Singapore cane match that we're about to see between Tommy Dreamer yeah. and Al Snow. 
<laughs> you hate to follow this one, yeah. You know, the guys go about to go through the curtain and they go, oh yeah, try following that tonight. It's Al Snow. Yay. <laughs> Yay. I am Tommy Dreamer in the Singapore K match. Okay, thank you. What do you think of Dreamer? With the, he was like promoting so many WWE shirts at this time, like get the FL, the American logo T-shirt. Well, that exclusively that WWE one was for nine eleven. That's right, yeah. And that fan just hold up a nine and a zero for for Dreamer getting in the ring. Oh, okay. Here we go. <clears throat> All right, uh, a sword fight <laughs> with Jack Dern, your referee. Whoa. Ah, wise ninja. I will take you on, Dreamer. It's a pretty quick one, too. I think it's 2.22 on the clock as well. A couple of men flying over a stick. <laughs> Give it here. Hey. Oh. oh, that's a good one. Oh, that. <clears throat> In the throat. And this actually marks our second Singapore cane match that we've covered this year as well. Yeah? Yeah, remember the one we covered? We watched the uh, ECW. Uh, what was it? When Worlds oh, Collide. Yes. Yeah, Sandman. Yes. Yeah. Oh, anything with the Sandman, you just go, oh, here we go. What's he going to do now? <laughs> God, he's taking these shots clean on the arms. Just missed the ring post there. Couple of headbutts here. That's classic Al Snow, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Northern Lights suplex on the floor. Like, which is your favourite Al Snow? You know, the Al Snow blonde carrying around head or the Al Snow tough enough trainer? Uh, neither, really. He was just, he was okay. I don't like him now. I think he's a bit of a dick. Mm. Some of the comments that came out a couple of months ago about what he had to say about women's wrestling. Yeah, because he was an agent for quite some time in TNA. I don't think he's there anymore now. But, yeah, there's been a couple of things that people have come out and said about him. And, yeah, I kind of like his his best work, I would say, is the old one. You know, the blonde one that came in, the job squad. You know, he was quite a good face at that time period. They tried something new when they made him a heel. Remember with Coachman when they wanted to replace – Yeah, they replaced his King and JR as announcers on Raw. Hated it. And that was known for that match when they did face off in a tag match. There was no one commentating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there was yeah. no one on commentary when they won. So they won the match. Well, there was no out. one saying anything. Nowinski's here. Singapore <laughs> Kane. Oh, when he cracks his mentor. One, two. Oh, and, yep. There we go. Which is interesting because he says he doesn't need his help and doesn't want it, but still came to the ring to aid him but then accidentally hits Al Snow. So if you didn't want anything to do with Al, why would you try and come out? Are you trying to understand logic in wrestling and time again, are you? Yes, I want answers. I want answers from 18 years ago, people. Ten minutes ago, we watched a, a vignette of a man make love to a dead body. And you're trying to understand logic in wrestling again, are you? I'm trying to mm. trying to forget that that happened earlier. Is he check? He's checking on him. I think Al's out. Well, he's trying to say that you know, that, you know, there's still a respect between the two of us. I didn't like what Nowinski did, but you know, you know, I think in the storyline, it would eventually lead to Nowinski and Al Snow having a matchup. 
and Dreamer was involved. Uh, but now we're moving to our what co-main event. This is our second last match on the show. And we've got, um, what, three-minute warning, Rosie and Jamal and the team of Rico. That doesn't sound like their original song. No, it's not. It's a different version. It's, it's again, it's the yeah. WWE Next Watered Down versions. Yeah. Man, that's crap. Yeah, I know. And all these guys were going to have all different change of gimmicks. You know, Jamal would go on to become, what is it, uh, Umaga? You know, Rosie yes. would become a superhero in training. And Rico yes. would go on to team up with Jackie Gator and Charlie Haas on SmackDown. Good stuff. Yeah. And we, we also covered their matchup against, what was it, Spike, Bubba Ray, and Jeff Hardy at Survivor Series, that awesome tables matchup from Survivor Series that year. Classic match. Well, it's the big shoe. Make sure I'm looking fit here. Yeah, he had a pretty interesting year because he was, what, NWO at the start of the year. So he joined the NWO with Kevin Nash, X-Park, Scott Hall when they were there. And then the NWO stopped after Nash blew out his quad. I think it was during an eight-man tag team match on Raw. Vince comes out the next week, officially disbands the NWO and says, that's the last time you'll hear that music here. And then after that, Big Show kind of wasn't doing much. Um, would go on to take on, what, Booker T in the steel cage a few weeks earlier at Raw Roulette. But he really wasn't doing anything. He wasn't on the pay-per-views. He wasn't on the heats. If he was on Raw, it might be the first match. And that's what Bischoff was saying is that, you know, show me something. Show me why I should put you in the main event. Um, and this is kind of his chance here on Raw to do something big. But also, he's actually getting a good pop from the fans to think he was a heel only a few weeks earlier. Classic big show. One week is a heel, next week he's a face. Yeah. What do and you want to be? What, ago, is, what do you want to be, Paul? Uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know tonight. What was it? Almost uh, a month ago or two months ago, they cancelled his show on Netflix. Yeah, I saw that. That was at season two, wasn't it? They were going to do it and then they stopped it. Yeah, well. Yeah. Did you ever go, go, ever go back and watch it? No, nah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, no need to. Oh, oh, Jesus, Rico. Yep. Bite the mat. Yeah. Oh. oh. The big chops. Oh. Love Charles Robinson's reactions, too. <laughs> Just oh. grimacing. Grimacing. Come mm-hmm. on, show. Come on. He's dead. He's already dead. Goozle. Oh, no. And from memory, too, I don't actually think Three Count actually had a title reign when they were there as a team. They were just more enforcers, but they actually never went on to actually win a championship. From I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, what is it? Uh, Rosie is the, I think, older brother of Roman Reigns and looks so much like him too, doesn't he? Yes, that so is So similar. Right. And both so have passed on, as we touched on too, yeah. Sadly, yes. Oh, God, who, what are we going to do here? Spin kick? He's going to do a spin gonna kick? Get it. <laughs> no. Oh. oh. I still love, um, I think it was Jamal's finisher, was the catching Samoan drop. But he would throw them into the air and then Samoan drop as they're plummeting down to Samoan drop. Roman Reigns did that a few times, didn't he? Yeah, he took it on as well. Yeah, when he was first doing yeah. his singles run after the Shield. Yeah, That's right. 
Oh, throwing them all out. Oh. Now, this is awesome. This is a great choke slam. Watch this choke slam. Now, look at the height of this. Look at that. Oh, my that. God. That was awesome. For a big dude like that yeah. to do something, to take a move like that. Very good. Very cool. good. And Big Show with the win in two minutes, 54. Great Big matchup. Show with the W. And talking about October, guys, if you checked out our show from last year, we did Halloween Havoc 1995, L, where he went on to uh, become the WCW World Heavyweight Champion, beating Hulk Hogan, thanks to the USA and uh, <laughs> on a monster truck race. Yes. Yeah, he lost a monster truck race and fell off the Cobra Hall and came back uh, half an hour later. Not wet. Nothing happened to him. Him and the <laughs> Yeti. Worked together and uh, he became champion. Yeah. And Jimmy Hart, Jimmy Hart turned. Yeah. What's, what happened to Shawn Michaels? It's, it's like we just was he just coming out of a toilet or something? No, he's at WWE in New York. <laughs> no, he was coming out of a toilet, and they were just like, "All right, get oh. the camera, get the camera." Ooh, sweaty show. Ooh. Do you remember this year what they're doing? No. This is when he was sent to SmackDown and take out, took out Taker. And then went after Brock. Nice. Yeah. Where he started becoming what? Big Show wearing singlet and pants. Those denim jeans. And put himself with Paul Heyman. Within the next two months, he would have been with Heyman. Won the championship at Survivor Series beating Brock. Limo's backing up. What's yeah. going on? Ooh. I love that. Don't be sad. Don't be uh, sad for me. You ha- you still have to work for that asshole. <laughs> Very nice. What, what's Hurricane up to? Oh, look at that intimidation, eh? Isn't it? Sure, like should have combed his hair. It's weird. It's like a ball cut, isn't it? Tonight. Hmm. This is that time when they were up at the. Uh, they were doing the WCW thing. The they were doing their commentary team up near the uh, up near the stage where mm. back in the day SmackDown was down at the um, ringside. Well, you would see usually what JR and King just jump and Kane's pyro would happen. <laughs> you just see him leap up in their chair. Jesus, look at him. Mm-hmm. Fantastic match. So they're cutting back here to SummerSlam in August of that year. That was actually an overall a really good SummerSlam. It was what Brock's first title win against The Rock in the main event. Taker and Test had a really good matchup as well. And yeah, that was the unsanctioned matchup. The very first time that Triple H and Sean, you know, really faced off on a pay-per-view and, you know, the end of DX and all that stuff. And, you know, that was their first big of many matchups that were going to have because they would, you know, face off at Survivor Series in the chamber and, also, there's uh, three stages of hell at that year's Armageddon that they had. I'd be afraid to. I was on that wheelchair to put the brakes on very quickly on that stage. <laughs> well, I'd just be afraid to, uh, just go into the crowd, run over a bunch of people. That would hold scare up, me. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Push me back! <laughs> Jim can't and Jay, he. I'm sorry, Shawn Michaels can't hear Jim. He's he's no. struggling quite a bit in this promo.
Yeah, so this is eventually I looking like at, well, how you how you going? When do you think you'll be back? You know, are you going to be back? How's your recovery going? So we're getting closer to Shawn Michaels eventually returning. He's at the world. Yeah. Yeah. Which is no longer, I don't think, there's nothing even at that site. They closed that down, I think, years ago. He's got a Bible passage on his T-shirt as well, too. You want to, I think it's One Nation Under God, which is what the uh, the Declaration of Independence, yep. I think that's the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what, so, what, so the world was what, a restaurant, a nightclub, and what, a store? Or was it, what was it, do you reckon? What, just a restaurant? Everything. Okay. No, it was everything what you just said there. It was, you can go there and have a drink, you can go there and have a meal, you can go in there and see wrestlers, you can watch the shows, there's memorabilia. I've never been, but this is what I've been told. Yeah. And then they, what, they would air the pay-per-view events on the Raw and Smackdowns then too. Yeah. But they would air them at the, they would have the pay-per-views there, but they weren't charging for it. Ah, so okay. people come and watch the show for free instead of staying at home and watching it on pay-per-view and making the money. So mm. that's where they shot themselves in the foot, and that was one of oh, the... Okay. Uh, he's going to walk. He's going to walk. I think it's been touched on by Pritchard and uh, Conrad in their show in the years, a couple of years ago, I think. They talked about what, what was the plan with it. See? Very good. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Sean Love that. jumps out of the wheelchair. bloody actor mm. well I think he actually came back within the next fortnight because I remember there was a match where he jumped Triple H after his matchup on Raw because I think within the next two and a three weeks I think Bischoff actually announced everyone in the chamber so I think instead of people earning their spot into the chamber he just name dropped everyone which was what HBK, Chris Jericho, Kane Van Dam, Sean and Hunter were the ones that would go into it but they didn't actually earn their spot it was simply announced these are going to be the six people in the original Elimination Chamber. Yep. And you get a haircut and wear some horrible ring attire. I don't know what he was thinking that day. Because <laughs> he's, 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 rocking, he's rocking the long hair here, so I don't know what he thought that day. You know what? I might just get the Daisy Duke hair and what shorts do I want, eh? Just get the, the black ones with the H and the, and the K with no B. Because there was no B on the actual trunks or on the pants. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry, we've gone back and watched it and made fun of it so many times. Dancing on, st- dancing, <laughs> dancing on the stage. Go on, get out of here, you scamp. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. And it's time for our main event, guys. So we're at 115.50, 115.51 on the clock. Nice. And once again, a Ric Flair. How many Flair's matches have we had on this podcast? A lot. Yeah. A lot. We do like the stuff with Ric Flair. Yeah, we've covered lots of his WCW, um, also his uh, what NWA, even at ECW. When he took on Big Show for the ECW title, we did that after one of our, I think it was our TakeOver, NXT TakeOver Chicago show we did last year. We thought, we have a bit of time to kill. Let's put on Big Show versus Ric Flair for the ECW title and let's see chairs and bats and barbed wire and uh, what is it, tax. Yeah, just crazy. And looking at Flair here, he's very fit. How old do you think he was at this time? 
53. You just read it, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was about I'm to say, because like, you think, it... like, earlier this month, guys, when we covered what, the SmackDown show, you know, Shane McMahon's 51. You know, he was having those spots against Kevin Owens, and what, Flair's only 53 here. But to think, people are still going. You know, people think 40's the cutoff limit for wrestlers. And what, Shane McMahon and Flair saying, we're still going, at what, you know, into our 50s, so. Very true. Here comes the man. Here he comes, Al. Your mate. It's the game. It's Triple H. It is the Triple H. Uh, likes to wear a, a, a white G-banger. He likes to have sex with a doll. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and I that's think the saddest like... thing one day is that when Triple H goes from this world one day, you know, in the, in the future, sadly, he's going to be remembered as, you know, the blue blood, the creator of DX, or, you know, one of the founders of DX, the leader of DX, um, the maker of NXT, multi-time world champion. And he's going to be remembered as, that guy is Katie Vick. He's yeah. going to be, yeah, not Kane, not the mayor, but this guy here. So there we go. And I think briefly from memory, they have kind of spoke about it on something to wrestle with, but they've never gone into detail around where the concept come from, full detail about it. I know that when Pritchard has been asked by Conrad, it's kind of like, yeah, we don't really talk about that bit. We don't touch that bit. Um, but no, I would love to, to know how it actually happened. Like, where, what, how did the concept come up? Was it a Vince idea? Was it a Bruce idea? Where did it come from? Well, Triple H, uh, sorry, not Triple H, Vince McMahon's got a very warped sense of humor. Mm. So any stuff like that, because even like a while ago, I heard that he he wanted to do a storyline with Stephanie. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. So he loves it. He loves that type of stuff. You know, they're really sort of pushing the envelope and making people feel uncomfortable. But it's also never been done before. Like, that's never been... This whole Katie Vick Triple H never been done before. Never been done again in any, any other promotion that I know of. Um, the whole thing with Ancestral Angles, they tried doing that, or they were going to do one with, what, Katie Lee Virtual and Paul Virtual on ECW. After he did that pirate gimmick, they were going to actually do that with them and they scrapped the idea. Like they were just starting to plant the seed of that on ECW and then stop doing it. Uh, this would have been around 07, 08. Um, mm-hmm. And that was, you know, quietly just, just uh, we'll just move that away. We won't do that one. Yeah, it, it, the, the sick mind of Vidi Mac. Yeah. That's... So this one is 12 minutes 21. And because it's a Triple H main event, it's the longest match on the card. So, um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> taking a dig at your boy there. Yeah, that's okay. I like your blade matches. See ya. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, you're probably one out of the majority of people that do. Well, just looking at this match, there's two people that were in that cluster that we did a companion for. We did the what Brothers of Destruction versus DX from Crown Jewel. We did that last year, and that main event uh, was known for being a real cluster, which featured, what, Triple H blowing his right peck, or his tricep, I think, midway through that match, and being only having one arm. And, what, Kane's mask coming off, uh, Taker and Hunter having a real difficult time outside the ring, nearly falling into uh, the crowd. And it was mm-hmm. just a real cluster of a main event. 
Yeah, it was. It was really messy. It's surprisingly Kane hasn't like gone out and tried to murder Triple H for showing a video like that and depicting him, you know, of the horrible thing that he's done. But again, he's just just throwing him around. Like you would well, like hear, take it still chair. Did you hear what King just says? He goes, Why is he zeroing in? Why is he zoning in on Triple H? And Jay, I was like, what do you think he's zoning in on him for? <laughs> Whoa. And even JR's comment there, you know, it's disgusting. Maybe Caddy Vic's family are watching Raw now and they don't really need this to be brought back from 10 years ago. What? <laughs> what? Oh, look, Dale, we're, watch- we're-, Dale, look we're watching Raw. Hmm. Oh, they- wait, they're talking about Elf. Wait a minute. Like, it- what? I don't think they're fans of Raw. They could be, but I don't think they're tuning in. Don't think so at all. Oh, Ooh, down goes Van Damme. And I will say too, like for majority of this match, Flair is really good. Like Flair shows you at what fifty-three years of age, he actually is really good in this match. A clash of styles against both Kane and Van Dam. But I just looked at the start, like Van Dam and Flair, are such different wrestlers. You know, the high flyer of Van Dam to Flair's ground game. You know, how do I stop you from jumping off the top rope? I'll take your limbs off, work your knees, work your legs. Oh, great chop! Oh. We've got the uh, El Hebna as the referee. This main he's, event. Lo- he's, he's losing control as well. Classic Hebna. <laughs> Jumping around. What am I doing? You're there. I'm here. Yes, let's go. All right. Well, let's do that one. Super Vix. We're doing that, are we? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you hear that? What's that? They didn't have it on the, on the subtitles. We JR talking about... Um, May Young giving birth to a hand. Yes. And I still have nightmares about that, he says. Yeah. Yeah. This, again, this is the the sick mind of Vince McMahon and the other writers that he works with. You know, if you can just go back and think of this, some of the weird stuff they've come up with from back in the day. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. I think with the whole, uh, what is it, May Young with the hand, once she birthed the hand, they just dropped it. Like, nothing happened from that storyline. Like, like, Mark Henry went and did something else. I think May Young stopped coming to the ring with him. They just stopped it. Like, it got to that point. That was the climax. That was the end of the feud or, you know, partnership. And then they just moved on. They never did anything Please else with it. Please don't well, say that. Yeah. Well, I mean the end of the, the thing. End of the package. That, well, not package, but the end of the whole process. The feud? Robbery. Angle. Angle. The end of the angle. Here we go. Yep. Thank you. We got it. Thank you very much. So out of the show, Tom, out of a 10, the show, what are you giving it? Out of a 10? um, It's a close one. It's a good good nine. Um, (laughs) Well, it's a good nine, is it? I would say probably about, I don't know, six or seven. Had some pretty good matches. But I think, again, there was quite a bit of, like, the, the card, I, I like a bit of a longer match. I like a good five to ten minute matchup. Um, I think the the tag match between Storm and Regal against Bubba and Spike, I would have liked that to go a bit longer because I like Regal's work in the ring. Um, you know, the test in Delo was really just to show the test and Stacey, you know, relationship starting. Um, 
and so probably this is probably my favorite match overall on the card because it really shows the work that Flair's doing. And you know, we don't really associate Flair with tag team matches, more of a singles guy, but he actually works really well with Triple H. And that's the thing I've always liked them as a duo because it's almost like you know the new version, you know, Triple H being the new Flair of um, of this generation, and then Flair being the old school aspect to it. Um, and Flair had a pretty big year because what he was GM, what for the start of the year. Uh, of Monday Night Raw and end up um, what joining the NWO at some point and what screwing Stone Cold Steve Austin, what joining with Big Show and then Austin took his ball and went home and this was that time when there was no Austin or Rock on WWE. They had both moved on and gone into movies and Austin was more at home not doing anything before he returned. Um, but yeah, Flair had a pretty big year that year. It was Flair's year this, at this time. He was a uh somewhat back in the saddle and oh we've got the sleeper hold well i think by the end of this year he actually was a tag champion with batista because i think or, or yeah. it might have been the following year i could be wrong because i know there was one arm again where evolution had everything it might have been the year after actually because it was kane and goldberg and triple h and he won the world title so it was the following year evolution had all the gold that's right because randy won at this time was he his shoulder. He was injured. Shoulder. Yeah. That's right, remember he was the doing, Survivor um, Series. Yeah, at the Survivor Series we covered, he came out. He interrupted Shawn Michaels' promo just to do the, the check-in. Yeah, it was the Randy News like injury update. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm trying to think, too, because I don't know if he was already with Flair and Hunter at that time before he got injured. Because part of me thinks he was there for a really short time, then suffered the injury, and then went out. But then would eventually come back with Flair and Hunter, and then you know Batista would fully join the group by you know going into the new year. But I think he had already debuted on Raw as a heel before he suffered the actual shoulder injury, which wrote him off. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because he was already on SmackDown the year earlier with Hardcore Holly, doing his stuff there on SmackDown. Yeah. Kick in the head. And there was even a match back in that time period, Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar on SmackDown. Back when Randy was wearing the old, you know, gold and blue um, what trunk shorts and was kind of, you know, third generation superstar that they were pushing him with. And his finisher was a top rope crossbody. That is correct. That's yeah. right. So should we talk about next month? Should I say anything about next month that we're doing? What, what are we doing? I don't know, man. Well, guys, uh, the month is November next month because that comes after October, as we know, because it's, it's a year. Um, so we're going to be covering uh, a really good show that Alan and I have talked about. Again, it's from the year that I really enjoyed, 2001, and we're going to cover a SmackDown. Uh, there's a really good SmackDown show from memory, I think it took place on, I think it was the 21st. So let me check this. It was uh, the 15th of November, 2001. It was SmackDown 117, and it was the final SmackDown before Survivor Series 2001, which featured the main event. I think it was uh, Jericho and Rock against Angle and Austin, but it was also known for the infamous Paul Heyman, uh, Vince McMahon promo. Uh, as you know, it was kind of looking like Paulie's last chance to be on WWE TV, and he took it. 
in his stride to take a pretty big dig at Ben McMahon, uh, talking about the old school and Hebner just fell over then. Yep. <laughs> Did you say that? Twice. It <laughs> yeah. just happened twice. <laughs> Someone can get him uh, out against somebody else. He fully rolled over Flair, too. Oh, one, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to doing that show, guys. Um, I remember that because um, the last five minutes of that show is intense. Mm. Very good tag team matchup. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, watch watch Hebner talk to Triple H. He keeps talking to him. Um, Hunter, I'm lost. What are we doing again? I keep falling over. Uh, uh, See? See? There was some confusion there. Yeah. Hebner's meant to be stopping Kane. Yeah. He's doing a great job at it. (laughs) By being as far away as he can be. Look at this. Oh, shit. That could have ended. Yep. Yeah. I love how sometimes when Flair would get that back body drop, he would end up on his stomach instead of landing on his back. Like, like he would spin well, and then end up on his stomach. Yeah, do you know why he did that? Yeah. Because after he he learned himself, he trained himself to fall like that because he didn't want to hurt his spine. Because ah. after that, ha- this was after he, that happened, is where he had his back broken in that mm. uh, plane accident. That's right. When was that? It was in the 80s, I think, hey? Mid 80s? Yeah. Mid 80s. That's why he learned how he trained his body to fall like that so he wouldn't do any spinal damage. Oh, there's a guy with a black sign that says TNA. You see him walk fast? And he just walked out of the shop completely. Yep. Well, TNA at this time? Where, that, where were they doing? So TNA, yeah, they started that year. They started in June of 2002. They had their first pay per view, which we covered, guys, in the hashtag TBK Vault. We did the first TNA or NWA TNA pay-per-view that took place in June of that year. So TNA at this time would be about three months old at this time period. Yeah. So we got, what, Flair and RVD in the ring and Kane and Triple H floating up the rampway with, I think, <laughs> see, Hepner? <laughs> he's, he's just talking. He's struggling. Yeah. He keeps he keeps touching his WWE logo, which is on the his left his left side. He keeps touching the logo. I don't know if he's got a earpiece in there or something. He's struggling. Yeah, he's really trying to pull that sleeve up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, I wonder if his headpiece fell down or something, or it's given it's given him the chafes. Love this kick. It's so dangerous, though, because you think that leg that he's landing on is going to break. Every time he does it, I almost have to look away because you're just waiting for that, that left leg to go kink go the other way. Rolling thunder. Look at Van Damme. Huh? Where am I going? I'll go this side. Up I go. Watch the fans. Look at this. Oh, bang. Love the flashbulb. Very nice. Here we go. Same, same way he beat him the night before. Van What's going to happen here now? These two are beating each other up. Oh, over the table. Oh, well, kind of on, yeah, o- over and under, over and up. Oh, it walks into the stage light. Jeez. Broken. I think he breaks another one here too. There's one there and then he breaks another one after the pole shot here. Here. Yep. Bang, there Gross. he goes. <laughs> There's Hurricane. 
And I love how there's security. There's a security guard standing Ooh. at that glass window in a second that doesn't do anything. <laughs> doesn't try yeah, to intervene. Doesn't doesn't try to see him say Just go. Oh, all right. Yeah, they're fighting. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just stand here. There's another. There's another two just there. They're not doing anything. What are they doing here? Yeah. Hurricane's not doing much. Come on, he's man. Just, Get in. He's, ch- he's chanting support for Kane. Use your power ring and help him. Back body drop. Oh, damn it. Misses the car. Oh, shit. Oh. Canapole on top. Just, miss, just misses the windscreen. This is pretty sick here, the choke slam. Choke slam on the hood of a car for anybody? Bam. Slides down the car. And... You don't recall how this ended, do you? Nope. Yeah. No. What I want you to do, as he's putting him in the car, I want you to read uh, out loud what Kane says okay. on the actual words. So Kane will he'll punch the the license plate three times, and then he'll say, something. "Get out of here! Go on, kid, get out of here! You better get out of here!" So here we go. So just read out what Kane says. So he punches it three times. Triple H, you hear me in there? Yeah, Triple H, you hear me in there? Now I'm going to screw you. Screw you. The The only question question is... is, Will you still be alive, or will I wait until you're dead? And then the car speeds off. Yeah, also, watch, watch, watch the boot. Watch the boot of the car. <laughs> Ready? Oh, no, no, wait, no, no, close it. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Does that mean Triple H got out? I don't know. Well, he was still in there, but it was opening. I don't know why, and then it closed again. Uh, but, yeah, that opening bit was, now I'm going to screw you, but will I wait for you to be dead? Now, you know, I think so going in, a, yeah. Is that implying that Kane is a necrophiliac? Um, I, I was confused because when I watch this today, I'm making, I'm thinking, okay, what is it? Okay, I don't understand that because does that mean he's not? Is is he denying that he uh, was involved with Katie or what are we doing? Yeah, uh, I'm trying to understand logic from wrestling. It's but too- it does say here. I'm just looking at yeah. their notes. It did say it says, despite Kane uh, defeating Kane at No Mercy, World Heavyweight Champion Triple H looks to put his rivalry with the Big Red Machine to rest when they meet in a casket match. So that was the main event the following week, and it says, however, the game may may be in for some heartbreak when an old friend returns to settle the score, and that's when uh-huh. HBK came back. Yeah, one chapter closes, another. So that's it, guys. That's our wrestling companion for WWE Raw uh, 491 yeah, sorry, guys. on the 21st. Well, I'm telling yeah. you, sorry for what? Yeah. yeah, sorry we had to cover this show, but, you know, it is uh, the horror season, so we thought we'd give you guys some horror, some cringe. Uh, any closing comments, Al, before we shout out to some other podcasts? Um, <laughs> thank you, everyone who came along on this ride with us. Um, I think it's probably the first time, second time I've watched this, actually, until all those years ago, watching it again. 
because um, we it came up in conversation so many times with our friends, our non wrestling friends, that we remember telling this and going, "Oh yeah, we were watching Raw the other night, and you know there was a, a casket scene and a guy got on top of a, a doll, <laughs> and, and there was just brains and stuff like that." And they're like, "What are you watching? That doesn't sound like wrestling." And it's like, <laughs> "Oh, it's entertainment." You're like, and then you get the weird looks from people going. Yeah, you're weird because you like wrestling. Yeah. It's entertainment, I promise. Yes. All right, guys, before we finish up, I want to give a shout-out to some great podcasts that we think you guys should definitely check out. Hi, I'm Mike Butler. And I'm Mike Field. And you're listening to Forgotten Cinema's 30-Second Ad. Forgotten Cinema is a podcast where we talk about films that, for a variety of reasons, seem to have been forgotten by audiences. We talk notes about production and release, why we believe these films were forgotten, and whether or not we think they're worth a revisit. Forgotten Cinema is available wherever you listen to your podcast and on ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com. So grab your popcorn and soda. Please notice exits are available at the front and rear of the auditorium. And be sure to check out Forgotten Cinema. All right, guys, we are at the tail end of what had been a very good show. And I want to use this chance to actually give a shout out to some of our affiliates, to some of our sponsors. And the very first one is Rogue Energy. So Rogue Energy is a premium energy and focus supplement designed to optimize your mental and physical performance. Visiting RogueEnergy.com and using the promotional code 2702 gets you a total of 10% off their products. Number two is Luxy. So Luxy can enhance your performance with the analog grips. These grips can be used on PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. And if you visit Luxy.com and use your code BRO247, you'll get 15% off your total purchases. Tribe Chairs is a gaming chair company specializing in comfort and performance. And today, if you visit TriumphChairs.com and use your promo code BRO247, you'll get 10% off your final purchase. Also, Clinch Gaming. Clinch Gaming manufactures custom professional gaming controllers for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. If you visit clinchgaming.com and use your code BRO247, you'll get 5% off purchases. And lucky last is Player One Coffee. So Player One Coffee developed coffee recipes custom tailored to gamers, creatives, developers, and just about anyone who really enjoys a cup of coffee. So if you go to playeronecoffee.com and use your promotional code BRO247, you'll find yourself 5% off your total uh, purchases for that product. And Alan, I think it's time to say goodbye. Well, thanks everyone again for taking the time to download this show. Uh, We mostly appreciate it. And we will see you next month, guys. Take care. And as we say each and every episode, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. guys thanks for sticking around now we're going to go back and listen to a classic tbk moment big boys should not tuck their shirts in tom you're one of them tuck or no tuck
Tone. That's one tuck and one no tuck. That's what Tom does. He tucks it back. Look, I'm like you. That's one of my favorite stories I've ever heard. What? You, one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. With your, with your ex. Yeah. One of your ex-girlfriends, because you're a whore. Shut up. Um, one time you came out of the ba- out of the bathroom one time with a yeah. towel and then tucked yeah. your testicles and your dick between yeah. your legs and went, hey, look, I'm like you, mm. referring that you had a vagina. Yeah. Guys, this is what we... Again, you should be listening to this greater part of the Guardian Angel and how awesome it is. But Tom was a tucker. Yeah. yeah. Everyone does it, don't they? Didn't everyone do that? Oh, geez, did, Have you done it yet? What? Have I done it yet? Yeah. No. <laughs> I was thinking about this morning. I had to find it, it first. <laughs> Come here, come on. Come on. I've got a little... Play a play, little... Play a song. Yeah, I've got to get my little flute thing out and it's like, Oh, we found you, sir. I don't know what that fucking voice is. Got it now. Come on. Fuck it, he's fucking huge now. Who put it on the table? 